0: I-V-M.
1: Folks, welcome to Paisa, Paisa. I'm your host, Anubam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And this is part five of our Advisor Perspectives series. On today's episode, I talk with Melvin Joseph of FinWin Financial Planners. We are going to talk about absolute basics of financial planning, how to take it to the masses. We're talking about products, advice, plans, and much more, right? After this short break. And welcome back. So, folks, a brief introduction because it's highly likely that many of you might not know Melvin Josare. He's one of the most popular financial planners, by the way. So, what I want you to do, folks, is I want you to Google Finwin F-I-N-V-I-N, financial planners on Google. And you will see his website his address. And you'll notice one thing, folks, please look out for that. He has 446 ratings on Google with a rating of 4.8 out of 5, which is really good. And it's a testimony to the goodwill that Melvin has. And to put things in perspective, my book on Amazon has 4 out of 5 and it's got just 95 reviews. Anyway, let's get this episode started. Melvin, welcome to Peza Peza Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. in,
1: Folks, Melvin is doing this all the way from Kerala, somewhere near Kochi. And you know, i I wish I could have him in a studio. Melvin, please do drop by when you're next in Bombay. But first, Melvin, tell us something about your background, because I know it's very interesting. We met for the book. We had a nice long interview also. Your background and how you started FinWin?
0: So let me start from my background. So I joined fresh from the college into the LIC of India in the clerical cadre way back in 1987. So I worked there for a couple of years. And in the year 2000, I left LIC and I joined the private sector. I was heading a branch at the time. And then with the private sector, I worked for three different companies in the next 10 years. Bajaja Lens, Kotak Life and SBA Life. And in 2010, I resigned from SBA Life and I started Finland. The reason for leaving the industry and starting this is very unique. Because I was getting good salary. My agents were getting good commission the companies were making huge profit. But I could see the way the products were manufactured in India, I mean financial products and sold, it is meant for the agent, employees and the company, not for the end users. So I realized whether it is a mutual fund, whether it is a life insurance or a credit card or anything, the end user is taken for granted. And the products are so confused so that a layman, especially in India where financial literacy is very poor, will be definitely. Not getting a fair deal, so I thought I should not be a part of this drama, and I should do something different to protect the interest of the clients. So I resigned my job in 2010, and I started Finwin. Coming to Finwin, it's a purely financial planning firm where I started in Mumbai and uh, doing this online. So I have clients across India and in most of the countries where we have NRIs. So I do a purely financial planning where I don't sell any product. So I will analyze and tell the client which life insurance he should go for, which health insurance he should go for, and what type of insurance he should do, so that he will never invest in a wrong product in his life. So I am a party to his side to ensure that he's getting a fair deal instead of wasting money in the wrong products available in the market. That is all Finmin started. Now we are a four-member team, experienced team, handling 500 plus families spread across the globe, I will say. That's about Finvinas on date. We are registered with the SEBI as an investment
1: oh. advisor and uh, that's it. Phenomenal. Eh? 500 family is a big number and just four people. Well, let's go a little bit deeper into when you say that you do something different because you've got a very differentiated and distinct model as compared to the other RIAs who have been on advisor perspective. So how does your fee structure and advisory work? If you can explain that to our listeners, please. Sure.
0: So I charge a flat fee. So I say I don't differentiate clients. So whether he's having only one lakh rupees totally as asset or if he's having even 10 crore, for me it's the same. So I mainly target middle class clients. So I pay, kept my fee which is affordable to even to a middle class person. So if you ask me the fee as of now, in the first year I charge a fee of 18,000 rupees for a one year service. And from next year onwards, it is only half of that, it's 9,000. So what I do is a comprehensive financial planning for the family. So I will collect all his personal and financial details through a collect data collection sheet. And first thing, I will do a review of the existing portfolio and suggest changes. If anything is to be replaced, and then we'll suggest the changes. Then we will suggest other suitable investment options for other financial goals. So typically, a comprehensive financial plan covers life insurance planning, health insurance planning, child higher education and marriage planning, retirement planning and tax planning. So these are the things which is covered under the comprehensive financial plan. And client can purchase all these products online. So we don't get into the purchase part of it. The client has to do that. But we help them in case they need any technical support in buying this online. And for the next one year, the client can contact us any number of times so that he will not make any wrong investments in future. So we act as a family doctor protecting the interest of the client on his side. And he make his own investments. And we do an annual review where we'll be submitting all the details again and we'll tell what are the changes to be done, whether some rebalancing is required and so on. That is how it works.
1: Let's go into this world of financial advice. Uh, For our listeners, I think it's a good idea that you check out a group called Asan Ideas for Wealth. On Facebook, um, it's run by Ashal Jori. A um, lot of you guys might know him from the Jago Investor Days. But uh, Asan Ideas for Wealth (AIFW) as it's known has got like some I don't know one lakh users plus. And Melvin is quite the Melvin is out there. PV Subramanya, who's been on Pesa Pesa, he's been out there. It's a very good community of a lot of people who talk about a uh, lot of stuff, including mainly on financial planning and products. Melvin. These days, you would have seen last couple of years, this whole financial advice has become such a big thing and YouTube people are going and giving all kinds of advice, some good, some bad, a lot of bad stuff happening out there. And I mean, what do you think is a problem here when it comes to people giving financial advice to other people? What do you think is the that like?
0: See, in a country where the financial literacy is so poor, a Facebook group with 1 lakh members cannot make a difference totally. So what is happening even to reach out to a financial planner you should have a basic financial literacy, whereas that is not there. So if you look at the situation, anybody can call themselves as a financial advisor. So the severe regulations are also there, but there are a lot of loopholes in that. So you really want to reach out to a real financial planner who really make an impact, who is totally neutral, you need a lot of research. Now what is happening that is not happening. So they will do some research, they will end up with something, they may be a product seller. So then naturally they will be selling their products and getting the commission. For example now, I know many people coming to me, they are telling that they are investing all mutual funds through ICC Direct. I'm telling this is a direct plan. So they believe ICC direct is offering direct plan, whereas no, it is offering mutual funds under regular plan because ICC direct is a national broker. So financial literacy is very poor. The situation is that anybody can become a financial planner. We have to think of increasing the financial literacy so that the person can reach out to the right financial planner who is not having any conflict of interest. Unfortunately, such people are very low in India.
1: That's the reason. I want the answer now, Melvin, because you just posed the question yourself. How do we take financial literacy, financial planning to the masses? How can we ensure that people get good advice when it comes to their money? How do you, what do you think needs to be done?
0: See financial literacy is something which to be addressed uh, nationally with a serious serious level but unfortunately it is not happening why it is not happening nobody is interested in increasing the financial literacy in india because if there is an increase in financial literacy many of the financial products or i will say even some of the financial institutions will go out of business if you look at the products available in the market i can say with confidence 90% of the products available in the market are not good for the common wow. man only 10% of the products are good and unfortunately those 10% are not marketed at all so it's if- anybody is coming to you with a product, 90% of the chances that that product is not good for you, but it is not there. So financial literacy has to go in a big way, but it will take time. But the problem is that when somebody is coming from the near and dear ones, coming with a toxic product, people don't understand it is a toxic product. Every day, even for my clients, I'm getting messages telling that so-and-so products appealing to me, my own relative was suggesting this. Can I purchase it? When I look at that, I understand it's a huge premium payment policy where the commitment is for the next 20 years, whereas this person is already 55 and nearing retirement. This is a situation, so it has to be addressed in a big way. Some blogs, some uh, Facebook groups, and all doing it in a limited way, but there's a problem. So ultimately, it's again a bias, buyer beware situation. We have to be very careful to protect our own hard-earned money.
1: Yeah, well, I wanted to. I actually skipped asking this in the first part. Uh, the the first question that I asked you, what are your clients like? Because for a typical SEBI RIA, typically you get, you know, HNIs, ultra HNIs, family offices and all these very, very rich people. And that's no problem because, you know, the RIA model probably is driven by assets. You have a very differentiated model. And I've seen on your website, you've got different categories of fees also. You've got like, you know, a fee for a single mother or a widow and you've got, so what are your clients like? You, you have 500 families. What are they like?
0: Yeah, so my client base consists of mainly salary class. I will say almost 98% of my clients are salary class. And within that, I prefer middle class clients because I feel more comfortable in dealing with them and I know they are the people who need this service more because if a middle class person loses some money, you don't have any other money to invest for other important goals. So I concentrate mainly on the middle class people. And so that is why I kept my fee also as low as 18,000 rupees. What I told you is a flat fee. And within that, what I've done is I've given a special discount to senior citizens and single mothers who have only less than one crore liquid assets. So for them, I give a discount of 5,000 rupees. I'm getting it compensated by charging 5,000 rupees extra from the NRI clients. So in a nutshell, I can say, I get 18,000 flat from all the clients even though I'm giving discount to one category and getting it compensated by subsidizing to the NRI clients that's support. So I have clients right from who are starting the careers to even very senior retired bureaucrats or even colonels in army and I have a wide variety of client base.
1: That's amazing, Abel.
0: From next April I am thinking of limiting my client base limiting only to the middle class so that I'll be able to reach out to the middle class who are the real needy beneficiaries of this. So I am planning to put some country level conditions say in, either in terms of liquor or in terms of their net home salary of the family so that I'll be catering to the real middle class people. That's what I'm planning from 1st April next year. Uh,
1: well, and I know that you're a very big advocate for financial planning. So I'm sure that if you cannot offer your service, you would recommend someone you can because Avinash Luthria has been on this podcast also. I know that there is a separate group of fee-only financial planners who do a lot of good work and have a lot of transparency in the fees and the services uh, that they offer. Am I right in this?
0: Yes, sir. So we have an association called the Fee Only India, where we handled other new entrants coming to this line. But the problem is that because of the recent severe regulations and all, a lot of problems are happening. So we are not getting net addition of RIS into that list. There is a website called the feeonlyindia.com, where you can see the list of such planets where there are 20 planets listed now, including me, who are from different parts of the country. So you'll be able to get a pure, fee-only, conflict-free financial planner who is charging flat fee in that case there are 20 planners like that in that website feeonlyindia.com
1: so folks that's a specific tip for you guys you know who probably think that maybe the RIs are they service the HNI model more or whatever in the HNI people know but if you want someone who charges a flat fee to give you a financial plan please do check out fee only India last question before we go into the break Melvin is that you spoke about the SEBI RIA model and how there are too few of them when I was doing my book I think there was just about one 1,330. I don't think the number has moved beyond that. It's basically less than, you know, one and a half thousand, 1,500 SEBI RA, less than 1,500 SEBI RIAs for 25 crore families in India. I mean, do you think the this RA model that SEBI has and the regulation, do you think they're conducive to taking financial planning now? I'm talking about planning, not literacy, to the masses. What do you think?
0: See, I will say the RIA regulations in 2013 was the first step in that direction at least to put some framework. In 2010, when I started, there was no framework at all. So I just started this model copying, seeing the things which is happening in other countries. So in 2013, severe regulations came and they come out with something so that at least some formal framework has happened in this field. What happened, you know, in a country like India where there are complex structures? If you look at a platform like Huera, which is selling a direct plan of mutual fund, and Melvin Joseph, who is a purely planner, they are both are getting a real license. So still there's a long, long way to go. Now added to that, now what has happened now, there's another change which has happened in 2020, where now SEBI is limiting the number of clients which an individual advisor can handle. For example, the moment an individual advisor crossing 150 clients, Then naturally he has to go for a non-individual license. To get a non-individual license, he should invest 50 lakhs rupees. Now you tell me, if I invest 50 lakhs rupees into this business, how can I charge a small fee? So ultimately what happened? It just created an entry barrier for new RIAs to come to this field. I feel a person who's working on a full-time basis as an RIA, Can easily handle around 600 plus clients, almost two clients per day. Another thing, what has happened in the regulation is they insisted the financial person, financial planner of RIA should be a postgraduate in finance. With the five years relevant experience. I don't think that is not required. So, what happened? These two things, hotel as capital, and this PG with the five year experience, relevant experience create a lot of entry barrier. So, this is limiting the actual purpose or the for which SEBI was introducing this concept of going to the masses. So, this has created a lot of entry barriers. That is why still the number of active RIS are limiting within almost thousand range. And now what is happening? Net addition is not happening. People are going out. People feel selling mutual fund is better than getting into this highly regulated entity and do service at a low fee. That is against the very spirit of the regulations.
1: Yeah, let's hope they get it right in the future. But folks, on that note, we're going to take a small break. On the other side, there will be specific advice. Everything that you want to know, how do you start a financial plan, biggest mistakes that people do, all of that on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Melvin, well, let's start okay, with this. That how does a normal person, say someone who's listening to this episode, how should he start preparing a financial plan? What should he do? What's your approach towards this? What would you tell him or her out here?
0: So if you take it as a financial plan, especially for a middle-class family, to start with the first element is the insurance. I will say the breadwinner should be insured for a decent value through time insurance policy. And he can purchase it online with the damn cheap premium. So you'll be wondering now the premium for a one crore Time Insurance translates to only thousand rupees per month. So I feel that is the first step. Second thing, a person should go for a family float or health insurance policy. So there again, with a lot of competition, now there's a concept of base policy, super top of policy combination. So if you go for a 25 lakhs to 30 lakhs coverage through a combination of say base policy and super top of policy, the premium translates to around 24,000 rupees per annum for a 35 year old middle class family. So these two things are the absolute must. Then coming to the investment part, I suggest everyone should have a public provident fund, PPF. And another product which is applicable or Appealing to a person with a daughter of less than ten year old is Suganya Samrthi Yojana (SSY). So there again, these are the two important components as far as the debt products are concerned. Then comes the most important thing for the long term goal. So that is where most people are lacking. So for a goal which is twenty years away, like the retirement, or for a higher education of the child which is say eighteen years away, so definitely there should be a component of equity. So such goals has to be planned through a mix of equity mutual funds and debt funds, depending on the asset allocation and the risk taking capacity of the part. So these are the building blocks of a personal financial plan, I may say, life insurance, health insurance, PPF, Suganya Samarthi, debt mutual funds, and equity mutual fund, of course, for the long-term goals. So that is how it goes for a middle class person.
1: Folks, please focus on two things that Melbourne said, and I believe are extremely important in a financial plan, asset allocation and risk-bearing capacity. Okay, please plan your finances keeping both of these two things in mind. They are basic building blocks. A lot of people get mixed up in that. And I'm, that's going to be my next question to you, Melvin. Just recently, I read on the Asan Ideas group, you were talking about a client, you know, from probably an NRI who was 55 years old and he's got like all of his money is into equities. Tell okay. us about the biggest mistakes. That you yeah. see people making when it comes to financial planning?
0: So, let me start with that example which you quoted, which has happened three days back. A person called me from the Middle East and he's coming back to India in a couple of years to retire. And he's having his daughter's education, which is in next two years. The entire three crore portfolio is invested in equity mutual funds, but two in sectoral funds and uh, thematic funds. This is the biggest mistake a person is can do. And the funny part is that agent was a distant relative of the investor. So investing 100% in equity, mistake, highest mistake. And equal number of people are on the other side, where they invest only in debt. I know many people, even in India or abroad, investing only in the fixed deposit and paying the huge tax on the investing. So that's also another mistake. So what should be ideally, there should be both equity and debt in the portfolio. And there should be gradual rebalancing. So that is the most important thing as far as a person is concerned. Investing in a mix of both equity and debt, and doing an annual review and rebalancing is the first step in the right direction. I will say. Another thing is another mistake is that committing huge premium for an endowment type of a policy, which is lasting for the next 20 years, whereas that limits your capacity to invest in other good products. That is also going in a big way. If you visit any branch, personally, you can see that what is happening now. It is a rampant mis-selling happening. The other, the FD is maturing. The bank people are not interested in getting the FD renewed. They want to put that entire FD into the first premium of a policy. But the commitment for that premium is for the next 15-20 years, which the policyholder will be coming to know only after one year when the renewal premium notice comes. Another thing, even after so many awareness programs by all regulators and all, still there are people who are investing in teak, plantation, MO and so on so on. So these are also another mistake. And another mistake coming to the insurance part is avoiding term insurance is the biggest mistake because I have seen with my own eyes in the last 30 years how a person's family is affected in case of unfortunate death of the family. Same time I have seen how the family survived based on the term insurance money if we had a proper term insurance. And avoiding health insurance is a equally biggest mistake because I still believe one hospital bill can take a middle class person to poverty. This is the biggest mistake most of the people are doing. Don't depend only on the corporate policy. Purchase a decent high-value health insurance policy when you are perfectly healthy and when age is on your side.
1: Oh, wow. teak plantation and emo farming melon. Are you serious? Are people still do that?
0: Still do, still do that. <laughs> I have an educated client who has gone to do one step further. He has invested in one cow and he is suspecting that each cow will give 30 litre milk daily and that person has promised him to 30 liter into 50 rupees per day and he will get 80% of that and the person you you, you will surprise a person is a very senior person working in an it sector at the age of 45
1: wow thanks for sharing that example okay Well, in the first half of this show, you spoke about 90% of financial products not being suitable or not being relevant. Tell us about the balanced 10%, You know the basic financial products that everyone should be aware of, that can help them in their life. And for some reason, they're not aware at all. Tell us about that.
0: I feel the moment you start earning, you should open a public product fund if your parents have not opened it for you. So open a public product fund because this is a 15-year scheme which will allow you the flexibility of investing any amount between 500 to 1.5 lakhs. That is the beauty of the product. So you can decide how much you want to invest according to your cash flow. Second thing that product is a 15 year scheme, but the beauty is that after 15 years, you can keep extending it till the time you leave. So I feel the person should keep extending the PPF even after retirement to enjoy section 80c benefit while paying the premium and total tax free withdrawal. This is the only product which is available tax free, which you can continue as long as you live. As of now, interest is 7.1%. It will keep going down again as the rate goes down in the country. Even at 6% tax-free, in the long time, it will make a very good product, which everyone should have in the portfolio. Another thing which I already hinted, so Suganya Samarthi for a person who is having a less than 10-year-old daughter. Again, it's again a payment term is 15 years. The scheme goes for 21 years, and their maturity is tax free. You can invest any amount between 250 to 1.5 lakhs in a year. Another product which you should do or we should not uh, tamper upon during your active working life, salaried employees only, is the employees' product fund. You should not withdraw your EPF during your uh, changing the job, handle, which is very common nowadays. You'll keep transferring the PP- EPF employees' product fund to the new employer so that you will have some corpus left out at the time of retirement. If possible, top it up with the voluntary product fund, even though it is taxable now, if the contribution is about 2.5 lakhs in a year, still it is better compared to debt funds in terms of returns and all. Then another thing is the equity component. What you have to do? When I talk about equity, I always talk about equity mutual fund because direct equity is not everyone's cup of tea. You are seeing people talking highly about direct stock investment on social media. But I know about many people who don't invest in direct equity at all and talk highly about the stock because they are there for job. I'm aware of many people in the social media. They are very actively preaching. Some of them are my clients. That's the reason I'm dealing. I know their portfolio. They don't invest in direct stock. They invest in index funds and other mutual funds only, but they preach about direct stocks. It's a very funny thing happening. So 99% of the people cannot have the capability to go to the search and pick the stocks. So what is the best for them? Go to mutual funds. I can tell you 99% of the middle-class people can generate wealth only out of mutual fund investment because direct equity is not your cup of tea. Select a couple of index funds in large gap, then one or two flexi-cap funds, which covers the entire spectrum of uh, large, mid- and small-cap. Then one or two mid-cap funds, if you are having a bit of risk appetite, go for it. So one large-gap index fund, two, three flexi-cap and one or two mid-cap fund will give the job for you. And think about debt mutual fund for the short-time goals. These are the essential products which a person should have in your portfolio. Of course, you should do, it, do a little bit of research in picking the funds. If you cannot do it independently, there are a lot of research available on a paid service available. Fueled financial planner is one solution for that. So these are the important things which a person should think about. And make it simple. That is very, very important. Make it simple. Don't go for complex products. Complex products will give you kick but not return. I believe simple products can make you rich.
1: Lovely, Melvin. Essential. You told me about essential financial products. Now tell me about essential financial habits. Okay, that all of us should have in our life. Like what? What's the kind of advice that you give? I get a lot of people asking, how much should I save? Twenty percent, thirty percent, fifty percent, eighty percent. I have no idea. Where should I park my emergency corpus, etc., etc. You already covered the mutual fund versus direct equity part which is wonderful can you tell us about lifestyles you know what kind of financial habits or lifestyle should we follow in our lives to make us financially strong
0: yeah so i will start with the where i stopped earlier keep it simple so i know investment is a boring game and people will not get any kick out of that so unless and until you accept that reality and stick to simple products you will never make money in investing in any products so i will say you should start with an emergency fund first So before starting investment, after getting your first job, first thing is to create an emergency fund. If you are a double income family, that is both husband and wife working, think about creating six months living expense, including the EMI as an emergency fund. Keep it in simple products, some amount in savings bank, balance in one year fixed deposit, that's it. And if you are a double income family, where both, sorry, single income family, only husband is working or only wife is working, in that case, the emergency should be equivalent to 12 months living expenses, including the EMI. Once these are there, then you start thinking about the other part of the investment. So, there, first thing I told you about the PPF part. Start with the PPF if you are not done it first. Then, life insurance. Purchase a time insurance. Ensure there is sufficient time insurance for all breadwinners of the family. Both husband and wife are working. Both of them should have a time insurance. They can divide it equally or if they are earning the same. Otherwise, they can divide the amount based on between their annual income. Then, purchase a family float or health insurance policy covering husband, wife, and children. Purchase health insurance. Policy for parents don't depend on the corporate policy at all. Corporate policy is changing every year. So, for example, it is coming through group policy, which is purchased by the employer from a health insurance company. The terms are changing every year. So, what happened now? You may be... 30, and your father may be 60, you will be able to purchase a policy for your father now. But when you are 50, your parents will become very old, you may not be able to purchase a policy. At that time, you will go out of the corporate cover ambit. then your parents will not have any cover. And that is the age where someone needs health insurance very badly. And Nobody will give you a policy when you nearly want it. So insurance is something which you can purchase when you are healthy, when you really don't need it. Purchase it right now. So that is another essential component of the good habits. Then start investing in the Mutual funds. There again, make it into two cups. One is debt funds for the short term goal and equity funds for the long term goals only. So don't think about equity if your goal is coming within, say, seven years. Seven years is not a long term. So if you go to a typical agent, he will say just invest in a SIP for seven year goal. As a financial planner, I don't recommend equity mutual fund if your goal is less than seven years. Equity will give meaningful return only if the investment horizon is 10 years plus. So think about long time and invest in equity. And most importantly, maintain an asset allocation. Don't be very aggressive when you see the market going. Same time, don't get tensed when the market goes down. If you are sticking to an asset allocation, depending on your risk profile, capacity to take the risk and the duration to the goal, and do the rebalancing every year after an annual review, that's it. Your life will become fantastic. You will reach your financial freedom maybe by the age of 55. So if you cannot do this independently, I suggest look for a financial planner, conflict-free, fee-only financial planner who will act on your side as a family doctor to ensure that you are investing in the right products and you are not investing in the wrong products. That is also equally very important. This uh, Personally, I feel these are the habits a person should inculcate and strictly say no to all toxic products, knowing that It is going to add only kick, not returns. So that's about the (laughs) habits.
1: Look at that, man. I love that. Great list there. Do you you have a number for what percentage should people be saving? 25%, 30%, 40%, anything there you think that people should keep in mind? Any, you know, minimum?
0: See, the percentages will not work out every, for everybody because the lifestyle is different, financial goals are different, income, earning capacity is different. So early part of the career he should identify his financial goals. Once the financial goals are identified, so for example, if I want to give, say 10 lakhs rupees in today's cost for my daughter's higher education in today's cost, I have to calculate the value with the 8% inflation say 18 years down the line when the child is 18 and he's going for the college. then work backwards and find out how much is to be invested on a monthly basis assuming say around a 10% return from equity and 6% from debt. Once that is there, similarly identify other goals, lay like purchase of a house say 3 years down the line, retirement maybe 25 years down the line. Once you have the goals fixed according to your standard of living and your ambitions, then once you are investing. For those goals, as per the financial plan, the balance money which is coming to you by way of bonus or increment is for there to enjoy. So there you can have additional investments or you can even take a risk with such things. But the most important goals should be covered. I will say these are the basic things which you should cover through disciplined investment. And for the rest of the money which is coming by way of increment and all, you can think of increasing your standard of living. You can buy other luxury products, whatever it is. But those things should be first provided for yeah.
1: Yeah, you get any weird requests, Melvin? Like you know, somebody saying that uh, he's going to get married somewhere. You please do a financial analysis for of that family for me. You get any such weird requests? I mean, you spoke about how luxury products are concerned, in my experience, a lot of people come to a financial planner just to get satisfaction. Can I actually buy that Mercedes or something? What tell me about some weird stuff that you faced so far?
0: No, no. Now we are talking about the business Benz. I have a typical case. But The only thing the case is BMW. There was uh, a yeah. person who there was a person. This has happened almost five years. But he was on the verge of a uh, losing a job. He was not sure whether he'll be in the job for the next six months or so. But still, he kept the dream of buying a BMW. I wow. told him, you cannot afford. He's telling, okay, then can I go for a second BMW? That's then while I told him, let us have a discussion when your family is also involved. Then I found out he's not bothered with anything including the children's education. And his wow. wife told me he's crazy about this. And this is by creating a lot of problems in the family. So I had a counseling session with them. You keep the BMW thing for at least one year on the back bench. Think about other important things. So these are all different, different funny things. I have seen such things also in my life because in the last 11-12 year, years, was really a learning. That's why I keep myself active. I see different kind of clients every day.
1: And you love that. Melvin. I know that. I mean, you really like helping people genuinely, right? Sure. Well, then tell, talk to us about debt because in the last couple of years, you know, a lot of people have taken credit cards and today now you can buy a phone on EMI, you can buy a watching machine on EMI, you can buy X on EMI. Sometimes these days, so even if you buy on EMI, the product is cheaper than if you buy cash down. Okay. Can you tell our listeners about how to handle debt in their life because you start like this then tomorrow it'll be car loan then it'll be home loan nowadays you can get loan for children's education also how should a person approach debt in his life
0: see hope you are aware of the latest uh, news by the Mercedes CEO who is complaining that SIP is eating into his market share <laughs> yeah, we did that. So, yeah. this is this is how people are trying to bring that Western culture into India. So, India is a country where even a middle class person or even an upper middle class person, if you get a 20 lakh rupees from his parents or by selling a plot, he will not be interested in buying a high-priced car like a Benz or something. He will be interested in investing that money for his daughter's marriage or even higher education or retirement like that. So that is why. So the most of the companies are trying to imitate that Western culture to India where people are living on credit. So if you look at the Western country where people live only for themselves. For example, if I am meaning for my retirement, that's it. I don't bother about my children's education. Of course, not at all about their marriage. Nothing like that. So I live only for me. Whereas in India, situation is different. What we do? We have to take care of our parents. Now we have to take care of ourselves and we have to provide for our children's higher education. Decent marriage after that, if possible, you have to take care of something of their children also. That is how the Indian typical mentality of savings spots. So I don't agree totally taking care of the third generation and all. You have to take care of our parents, you have to take care of our children at least up to graduation, if not marriage. But at the same time, we have to take care of ourselves. But what this Western country style is imposing on us is to buy everything on lot. So what is happening now everybody is asking which mobile you are using. I am very happy to say that I use a motor. I don't bother about that. They are asking me Melvin which brand car you are using. This is my fourth car. I still believe in Maruti. I, I always got a brand name within the financial planners. I am a Maruti man. Whereas there are other planners they handle best restaurants. I feel I want to be a Maruti man. I I cater to the Maruti clients. So that's where I feel happiness. So that debt is something which is very very important thing which everybody should worry about in their life because I personally seen this in my early part of my life where my father got a lot of financial issues and I see how my family has been affected. So I took lessons from that and I decided to be debt-free as far as possible and I am trying to help my clients also with that in my mind. So I feel debt is something which has to be avoided as far as possible. If at all someone wants to go for a debt, it should be only for a home loan. That is only for self-conception. Otherwise, for luxury products, start saving and then think of creating a down payment, then purchase it. That will be my personal policy. But people may disagree.
1: Oh, that's okay, Melvin. Last part. Last question... Melvin, see, there's a lot of free advice today, okay? People are part of WhatsApp group, Telegram group. This, I mean, you know, if you look at it, even the Asana ideas is also totally free, of course, right? And then, of course, there's YouTube, where there's all sorts of people. You spoke about that. What is your message to our listeners when they see all this? Now, what should our listeners keep in mind when they are seeking financial advice? Please tell us that. Last question.
0: Yeah. See, when there is no curriculum, even in the graduation level, even in MBA finance, about personal finance, naturally, people have to look around. So what is happening now? The only place where they get some advice is social media. So during the COVID period, I know many IT employees tend to be fluids. That's a typical where they are using. They are getting a lot of crowds. So there, there is nothing wrong in going to the blogs. There is nothing wrong in watching YouTube videos or Facebook group or WhatsApp University and so on. On personal finance, there is nothing wrong. But the problem is that when we listen please apply the logic and common sense and find out from where they are making money. They are getting money from the advertisement, that is fine. But if they are endorsing a particular company and they are vouching for the products of a particular company, then there is a danger in that. See, now this is something which is known to very few people in this field because somebody is suddenly calling financial planner or somebody who is having a lot of reputation in the field, they are telling they are launching a product, write an article about we will write an article, you keep publish it in your website, so we will be getting money for it. that is called paid paid articles. I have seen a lot of such articles coming, a lot of requests coming to me which I politely refuse. So we have to be very careful identifying which is a paid article and not. There are a lot of good blogs, neutral blogs, I will say one among them Subramani, very good, Free Fingal blog is very good by Vata and Facebook group like Asan Ideas which you are offering. Fantastic group with 1 lakh plus members. So there is nothing wrong in listening to them and try to understand the basics and apply your logic. You always listen to them and apply your logic before taking a decision. Always find out what is their revenue model, are they getting some money? from only the Google reviews and all those things, Google ads, those things are fine. Otherwise, if they're getting it from a company and if they're endorsing a product of a particular company, keep away from them. That will be not in your interest. So think about what way is suitable to you. Either learn everything, spend some time, and become a DIY investor in the direct mode. Or go through a few only financial planner, be his client for 2-3 years, then develop a taste for learning the personal finance and become a DIY in the next 2-3 years. I will say the second model will be applicable to most of the middle class investors to avoid the basic mistakes in personal finance.
1: Thank you, Melvin. So, folks, um, the blogs that Melvin just referred to, number one, he said, Subramani that's S-U-B-R-A-M-O-N-E-Y dot com, P-V Subramani again. He's been on Pesavesa long ago and he's one of the most, you know, very. he's got that wit and he's got that sarcasm and he's got that whole thing going. Yes. It's pretty good. Subramani.com. The second blog that Melvin mentioned was Free Fincal F-R-E-F-I-N-C-A-L run, of course, by the one and only Pattu, Professor Pattabhiraman. Again, he's been on Pesavesa uh long Ago. and of course the facebook group that we all mentioned some time ago that's uh asan ideas for well aifw on best for the berlin that's it right these are the three that you recommended right yes folks there you go the last episode of the year 2022 christmas is over so you know still merry christmas merry christmas to you melvin you're in kerala you would be having a great time out there right i mean we are recording this in early december so you still got christmas to go all of us have christmas to go so best wishes merry christmas to you melvin your family your lovers and listeners to you of course you know happy new year to all of you i hope that you have a very successful a very prosperous and a very smart New Year. Melvin, best wishes to you for a happy New Year as well.
0: Thank you so much, Anupam.
1: And with that, folks, that is a wrap on this really special episode of Pesa Vesa. My guest, Melvin Joseph of Finvin. Folks, F-I-N-V-I-N Financial Planners Part 5 of our Advisor Perspective Series. There are two more to go in the New Year. Melvin, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Welcome. And listeners, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get all our video episodes. You can check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are IBM Podcast on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to me i'm your host Anubhav gupta b50 on twitter and folks thank you really thank you so much for listening to paisa paisa i wish all of you a very very happy new year i hope that all of y'all support me with you know keep on listening to Pesa if you have any ideas reach out to me thank you folks and happy new year